and welcome to another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom. Coming up on the show, we're going to talk about a couple of things. We're going to talk about woke culture and what's the latest attempt to cancel something. COVID restrictions coming back. We'll take a look at that. But I want to start off with something that I saw on social media. And I'm scrolling through social media, and I come across a post. Now, this post is a picture taken at the memorial in Japan at Hiroshima or Hiroshima about the... um, the bomb that dropped almost 80 years ago, I believe it's about 78 years ago, almost 80 years ago, the bomb dropped that pretty much ended World War II. And so they were the pictures of these people traveling on vacation in Japan, and they're at the altar or the memorial, I guess you can say. And that's fine. That's great. Terrible event. But then as I read the caption, the caption goes on to say, that as an American, I just want to apologize for what happened to the Japanese people. War and bombs are never the answer. And when I first read it, it kind of hit me strange. And then the more I thought about it, the more the gamut of emotions set in. And I think part of the reason, too, is the fact that my grandfather was at Pearl Harbor, and he spent weeks in the infirmary, the hospital, with burns from head to toe because of this unprovoked attack on December 7th, 1941 by the Japanese Air Force bombing Pearl Harbor. 7.48 a.m. Hawaii time, the Imperial Japanese Navy Air Service attacked Pearl Harbor in an unprovoked attack. 2,403 Americans were killed, 1,178 others were wounded, including my grandfather. Now, to the scale of the attack, was it a misunderstanding of some sort? Well, 353 Imperial Japanese aircraft, including fighters, dive bombers, and torpedo bombers, came in two waves, launched from six aircraft carriers. Of the eight U.S. Navy battleships present, all were damaged, four sunk. The Japanese also sank or damaged three cruisers, three destroyers, an anti-aircraft training ship, and one mine layer. So this was a massive attack on Pearl Harbor on December 7, 1941 at 7.48 a.m. This formally brought the U.S. into World War II. Prior to this, the U.S. was a neutral country. And again, among the 3,581 soldiers, either wounded or killed that day, my grandfather spent weeks in the hospital. And I think that's part of what is irritating about this post. He was on the USS California when the bombs came. And people going about their business. America was neutral. In fact, as we get into it, you'll find out that America and Japan, they were talking peace during this time. And so as the diplomats are talking peace, the military is strategizing over an attack. 
So they were deceptive on top of it. The other thing is, is why are we apologizing for something when the Japanese brought it upon themselves completely and solely? In fact, like I said, the American government at the time talking about maintaining peace with Japan. The world on edge because you had Hitler in Germany and you had that European front. So trying to keep peace with Japan and the Pacific front, the Pacific theater, was a major point of emphasis for the U.S. government. And so the Japanese government stabs America in the back and then bombs them, bringing us into the war. So eventually, fast forward toward the end of the, the war, bombs were dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Now, here's the thing that people don't understand. Okay. First of all, the apology to the American or to the Japanese people as an American. Well, first of all, because of the Quebec Agreement, the UK had to sign off on it and Canada had to sign off on it. So it was really a three-country decision to implement these atomic bombs on Japan, unleash them. And these three countries each had scientists that were working on this project. Okay. Now, first of all, I want to say, do I hold the people of Japan today? No. I don't hold them responsible. I don't hold them at fault. The people that are responsible was the emperor at the time, the military leaders, and those diplomats that put the scheme together. Those were the ones. But I don't hold the people today responsible for what their ancestors did. In fact, there was a lot of innocent people all around the world during World War II that suffered great, suffered tragedy beyond belief. That's why we study history, so we can learn. And we've learned from this incident. And atomic bombs have not been used since because of the fallout that took place. But again, this was an unprovoked attack by Japan on American soil while peace was being conducted, peace talks between the two. So here, first off, is what President Roosevelt said shortly after the bombing of Pearl Harbor. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. The United States was at peace with that nation and at the solicitation of Japan was still in conversation with its government and its emperor looking toward the maintenance of peace in the Pacific. Indeed, one hour after Japanese air squadrons had commenced bombing in the American island of Oahu, the Japanese ambassador to the United States and his colleague delivered to our Secretary of State a formal reply to a recent American message. 
It will be recorded that the distance of Hawaii from Japan makes it obvious that the attack was deliberately planned many days or even weeks ago. So if you listen to that speech, he uses the word deliberately, mentions the U.S. was at peace with that nation, solicitations from Japan to maintain that peace were coming in. And then you have the bombing. And because of the map of the world, the location of Pearl Harbor, the location of Japan, and the technology at the time, today the world has gotten much smaller because of technology. But back then, the technology that we had required extra stuff like battleships so that the planes who couldn't travel as far as they can today could refuel and launch again. So again, it was on purpose, deliberate, been planning for weeks, days. It wasn't just a spur-of-the-moment type of thing. And so Japan brings us into World War II. Now again, what people might not understand, so let's rehash. You have a bombing Hiroshima, Nagasaki, hundreds of thousands of people, plus two cities pretty much wiped off the face of the earth. Was it tragic? Absolutely. Was it horrific? Absolutely. Should it have happened? Well, it wouldn't have if Japan stayed home and not bombed Pearl Harbor and instead maintained the peace that they were solicitating at the time. And again, do we hold the people today In Japan, responsible? Of course not. The responsible people is the emperor at the time, the military leaders and the politicians that dreamt up this scheme to bomb Pearl Harbor and to bring U.S., a neutral country, into World War II on the Pacific Theater. So once the bomb is dropped, at this point, Harry Truman is now in office. He was in office as the president when the decision was made. And here's his speech shortly after the bombs were dropped. A short time ago, an American airplane dropped one bomb on Hiroshima and destroyed its usefulness to the enemy. That bomb has more power than 20,000 tons of TNT. The Japanese began the war from the air at Pearl Harbor. They have been repaid many fold, and the end is not yet. With this bomb, we have now added a new and revolutionary increase in destruction to supplement the growing power of our armed forces. In their present form, these bombs are now in production, and even more powerful forms are in development. So yeah, the Japanese were paid many-fold, and yet again at Nagasaki. I think the other thing that people don't realize is this when it comes to atomic bombs. The emphasis on atomic bombs became real when the Allied forces found out that Hitler, Nazi Germany, was looking to create an atomic bomb. That's when nuclear weapons became front and center because you know if Hitler would have gotten a hold of one, he would have used it. So the atomic bomb concept was originally designed or I guess defended or came into fruition 
to battle against Hitler and Nazi Germany. They needed, the Allied forces needed a counter to if Germany and Hitler got an atomic bomb. And again, the U.S., Canada, and the U.K., the Quebec Agreement, all three had to sign off on it. All three did, and the bombs were dropped. Now, how did it go from Hitler to Japan? Well, May 1945 it was the fall of Nazi Germany. The war ended in the European theater. Hitler commits suicide. Germany falls apart. The war is over. So now the full, fork, uh, full focus of World War II is centered on the war in the Pacific. And it goes on and on and on and on. So as you sit here, we have to take a look at the lessons that we've learned from World War II. And so far, it's been nuclear war or nuclear bombs have not been used since then because of the fallout that took place. So yes, it was a tragedy, but it was war. It was world war. All four corners of the globe was affected by the war going on in both the Pacific theater and in the European front. The other thing, too, is that if the war was going to end, it was going to take some something drastic to end it in the Pacific. And thus the decision was made. Now, again, for those that really want to get down into the weeds, okay, let's play politics. Let's play politics of today, blaming the opposition, right? That's what we do today, right? If something goes bad, you blame the opposition. You indict the opposition. You guys do nothing wrong, but you indict your opponents. You blame the other side. They're the evil ones, right? Well, Roosevelt and Truman, they were Democrats. So if you want to play politics and apologize, maybe you should apologize on behalf of the Democratic Party because they were the ones that brought this upon. But see, you can't do that. People like to do that today because back then, Uncle Sam wanted you for the U.S. Army. It was patriotic to defend your country. Nobody thought twice about doing anything possible to save America and to keep their shores safe from the outside. It was all about the United States, patriotism, women going to work as the men were off to war, women going to work, Rosie the Riveter. And so everybody united behind the common cause to defeat Nazi Germany and the Empire of Japan. But nowadays, nobody cares. You've got half of Congress that cheered when Adam Schiff, Adam Schiff, a liar who makes Pinocchio look innocent, they all cheered him when he was censored for all his lies about Trump on the House of Representatives floor. That's what we're at. Nobody cares about America. Nobody cares about patriotism anymore. And I think that's evident in the fact that we're now apologizing uh, as an American because bombs were dropped on something that you did. Japan brought on the bombs by attacking Pearl Harbor. I apologize for it. And then what about people like my family, my grandmother, who's affected by this? Other people of the 3,500 plus that were bombed at Pearl Harbor. What about them? No sympathy, no compassion as to what your post might have on people that were affected by that. 
Unbelievable. Same thing goes about September 11th. You think about that. Nearly 3,000 people died at 9-11, whether it be 246 passengers and crew on an airplane, whether it be 2,500 plus at the Twin Towers, 125 at the Pentagon, a two-year-old whose life was extinguished, an 82-year-old whose life was cut short, And you can look through the history of all this. And everyone's like, we won't forget. We won't forget. And now we have U.S. Congresswoman Ilan Omar talking about how some people did something. And how others don't even remember 9-11. Blame the Americans for the towers coming down for something that we did. So, is someone going to apologize to the Middle East, because of an attack that they did on us and apologize as an American? Unbelievable. I think it comes down to the fact that's the mentality of society today. Blame other people. Don't take personal responsibility. Peaceful protests. CNN guy on TV. Oh, it's a peaceful protest as the building behind him burns to the ground. Indict a former president on charges, yet the current president and his crime family and others in that so-called deep state get away with their criminal activities. You're going to blame the baby for irresponsible sexual behavior. Blame the cops for what the bad guys do. Have you seen California? Have you seen the rampant crime that's taken place out there? Blame teachers for students' bad behavior and poor progress. Blame the white man for everything. Blame Christians calling them bigots for their religious beliefs. Basically, it's become intolerance in the name of tolerance. We can't have that. We can't have that as a society anymore. Because then what happens is what happened a couple years ago with the lockdowns, where we became divided. And people actually wished other people death. I hope you get COVID and die because you don't have the vaccine. I had many people tell me that. Really? Good job, dude. Speaking of COVID restrictions, Biden administration preparing to bring back full COVID restrictions because of the Eris variant. No, not the Taylor Swift Eros variant. The Eris variant. Remember all that stuff that took place? Remember all those deaths that took place? COVID deaths? Well, in late April 2022, and the point I'm getting to is when they do this, I mean, Biden's already asked Congress for more money to create more vaccines. If this comes down, are you going to be compliant again? Or have you learned your lesson? Have you learned the lesson from before, or maybe lessons from before? Or are you going to blindly go again and do what all these people tell you to do. In late April of 2022, Dr. Burks, she was that lady with the big, I don't know, scarf or whatever they call those things on TV. She published a book titled Silent Invasion, the untold story of the Trump administration, COVID-19, and preventing the next pandemic before it's too late. 
Now she goes on and on, and a quote from the book, you can go through and read some of this, but like the 15 days or the two weeks to slow the curve, basically she said she sold the White House on that concept just out of thin air. All the while, again, a quote from the book, all the while knowing there was no evidence it would do any such thing. So that's what she writes in Silent Invasion, Silent Invasion, her book. She basically said that she just made it up out of thin air, two weeks to slow the curve. That the disastrous lockdown policy, this is the narrator or the writer of the article, calling it the disastrous lockdown policy, became endorsed on a lie. And then, quote in the book, 15 days to slow the spread, knowing there is no evidence it would do any such thing as Dr. Burks writes. Then she goes on to say, I didn't have any numbers in front of me to make the case for extending it beyond two weeks, but at least I had two weeks to try to figure it out. So she got the two weeks to slow the curve. Here's what she said also regarding those deaths. Okay, remember all those countless deaths you saw on CNN and MSNBC, or another COVID death, another COVID death, another COVID death. Well, what they did, unlike other countries, and I have the clip right here, she'll play it, she'll say it. What they did was if you had a pre-existing condition, maybe a heart condition, maybe it's stage four cancer, whatever it was, if you went into the hospital and you died and you either had COVID or there was something COVID on you, they just marked it off COVID death. Basically, again, inflating the rate of death for COVID. And I'll let Dr. Burks tell you herself. There are other countries that if you had a pre-existing condition, and let's say the virus caused you to go to the ICU and then have a heart or kidney problem, some countries are recording that as a heart issue or a kidney issue and not a COVID-19 death. Um, right now, we're still recording it, and we'll, I mean, the great thing about having forms that come in and a form that has the ability to mark it as COVID-19 infection, the intent is right now that those, if someone dies with COVID-19, we are counting that. So other countries, if you had a heart condition, pre-existing condition, that was your cause of death. In America, no matter what it was, if you died, you had COVID. And it was a COVID-related death, and thus the inflated death numbers, which, again, contributed, the lies contributed to the panic that we had and all the craziness that took place. She really wanted to have everybody locked down. And again, you can read this in her book, Silent Invasion. Go look at it for yourself. Don't just criticize. Go read, uh, read and do the research. But she writes that she wanted nobody to meet with anybody but then that would be interpreted as locked down. And that's what she wanted to avoid. She didn't want anybody going outside, anybody meeting with anybody. She didn't want essential people even outside. So she made up the two weeks to slow the curve. And then she writes, or actually I think she stated this in a uh, TV interview. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection. And I think we overplayed the vaccines. And it made people then worry that it's not going to protect against severe disease and hospitalizations. She actually said this on a news interview. So again, this is Dr. Burks, 
who was front and center with Fauci, telling us what we needed to do with COVID. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against the infection, and I think we overplayed the vaccines. Well, here's Rachel Maddow telling us, hey, the vaccine stops COVID. Virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It cannot use a vaccinated person as a host to go get more people. That means the vaccines will get us to the end of this. Well, that did not age well. Falsehoods. Here are the 10 biggest falsehoods or lies that were recently learned or proven to be just that false. That the coronavirus had a far higher fatality rate than the flu. Remember they kept saying this was going to be worse than the flu? Numbers did not, in the end, prove that. Everyone is at significant risk to die from the virus. Remember they told you that. First it was, you have a 99.9994% chance of surviving, and then as time went by, you were going to die from the virus if you got it. Or how about you did not have natural immunization protection because the virus is completely new? That proved to be false. In fact, people that got the vaccine actually ended up getting COVID more often than the people that didn't get the vaccine. Locking down, closing schools and businesses, confining people to their homes, stopping non-COVID medical care, and eliminating travel will stop or eliminate the virus. See, again, that's the thing. If it was really such a big deal, and again, logic, I haven't mentioned this in a while, but logic, common sense, and just reasoning, three areas that you can incorporate into your life to figure out if something is true or not. If COVID was that bad and they wanted us to lock down, why was travel still available? Why could you jump on a plane? In fact, I did more traveling during COVID, flying around the country, driving around the country than I ever did prior to that. I was fine. Nothing ever happened. Remember, masks will protect everyone from the spread. Well, that turned out to be false. In fact, there was no evidence that masks would work. In fact, early on, Stanford and Duke both did a survey or a study, I guess, not a survey, but a study on masks and realize that the everyday masks that you wear, or remember the, the neck garters or those ones that you would pick up at the store that people made that were all like nice and cute and stuff. Those didn't work. Everyone knew that. But again, logic, reason, and common sense would tell you that. The virus is known to be naturally occurring and claiming that it did not come from a lab or it came from a wet market. That just happened to be right next to a lab that had biological weapon material in it. Common sense would tell you that the wet market probably had nothing to do with it, and a bioweapons lab in Wuhan, China probably did. Remember, everybody panicked because teachers were going to be at risk. And then, like I said, COVID vaccines stopped the spread of the infection. Those were things that we were told, and this is according to Newsweek magazine. So Newsweek magazine Newsweek Magazine, March 2023, the headlines or the storyline. Here are the big 10, the 10 biggest falsehoods about COVID. And they listed them. And that's Newsweek. Here are some other myths that were, be, were debunked. 
Natural immunity offers little protection compared to the vaccinated community. That was debunked. Again, masks prevent COVID transmission. School closures reduce COVID transmission. Myocarditis from the vaccine is less common than from the infection. Young people benefit from vaccine boosters and vaccine mandates increased vaccination rates. This was a recent study from George Mason University and how the vaccine mandates in nine major cities had no impact on vaccination rates and they actually had no impact on COVID transmission rates. So Newsweek Magazine, George Mason University. We talked about the COVID Wuhan laboratory. What about all those doses that you're going to, uh, that you got? So as you go through all this and you look at all the material and you read through all this, you have to ask yourself, well, I ask you, I'm not going to ask yourself, I'm just going to ask you, are you going to comply if they bring down the lockdowns again, if they bring the mandatory vaccinations, the masks and all that, are you going to comply? Or did you learn a lesson and think, yeah, you know what, this is a legitimate disease, sickness, whatever you want to call it, but it's no different than maybe the flu. Maybe the last time we were lied to, so maybe we need to rethink who we trust when they talk about some of these things. When we take a look at the people that were our leaders at the time and Nancy Pelosi's in a salon getting her hair done, Gavin Newsom's at a French laundry restaurant, exclusive restaurant with 10 other healthcare type people. When you have pictures of Fauci and others, like Fauci at a ball game, not wearing a mask. A lot of people in Congress going maskless, where you see them put their mask on before they enter the camera, but we see them backstage with their masks off. The governor of Michigan's husband wanted to take the boat out. Hey, do you know who I am? So when you see all this and you take it all in, a rational, logical, reasonable person would sit there and say, okay, wait a minute. Even if you bought it hook, line, and sinker the first time, second time, okay, you know what? I'm not going to be so apt to pull the trigger and follow everything they say blindly. Those of us that kind of knew and took our own precautions and did our own thing, now we're even more skeptical. And you're starting to see the defiance come out. But are you going to just blindly follow? Are you going to pump yourself full of juice? Because they tell you to, three, four vaccinations, five, six boosters, still get sick. Are you going to lock yourself down again? I know some people, I've heard stories that people that I know still know people who still have not come out. They still get their food ordered in, the groceries ordered in, they wipe it all down. You still see people walking around or driving around in their car by themselves with their mask on. You start to see, you still see all this remnants, so to speak, of the last pandemic but now they're starting to ramp it up they're starting to make people panic i'm starting to see more and more masks pop up again you've got to realize that yes this is a real thing but common sense logic and reason should lead the way and dictate to you what's a reasonable course of action Talk to my doctor. Should I get the vaccine? Well, do you think you have it? 
I have no idea. Well, let's just wait and see. Wait and see. Never got sick. At least I don't think I did. Doctor's like, well, you told me you've lost your sense of smell and taste. Yeah, that's true. Okay, well, we'll probably just say that you had it. Test you, comes back negative. Well, you don't need the vaccine because you probably have natural immunity. Personal conversation that I'm now sharing with you that I had with my doctor, just briefly talking about the subject. Not going to go into great detail with you because it's none of your business. But again, I listen to my doctor. Natural immunity. These were some of the symptoms I had, even though I wasn't really sick. I was at home all the time because I locked down because Los Angeles, you couldn't do anything. You were threatened with the police. How many times did we see paddleboarder in Malibu get arrested by SWAT? The Coast Guard, the Navy, everybody came out because one single dude was paddleboarding. And then Eric Garcetti, you can be on wet sand but not dry sand or whatever it was. Yeah, wet sand but not dry sand. You can't camp out. So what do you do? Go to a county beach. Because at the time, the sheriff was going to enforce what he thought was dumb rules. Go to a county beach. Hang out at the beach all day. So what happens if it does come back? Okay. So let's say COVID comes back. You do whatever you do. But what about society as a whole? Okay, this comes from Forbes magazine. That was uh, December 31st, 2022. So we're just about ready to flip the calendar. And these are some things that they came up with. The healthcare infrastructure could have a difficult time meeting challenges of a coming surge if there is a new COVID-19 infection. Okay. It's because patients that require hospital care have to compete with maybe other winter-related, again, this was December of 2022, might have to compete with other kind of normal, if you want to call it that, you know, hospital care, such as falls, heart attacks, hypothermia, carbon monoxide poisoning because you need a warm, a source of warmth in your house. So again, the healthcare system is already dealing with winter stuff. And then they had this. Of course, then you have to deal with just in general, chronic lung disease, diabetes, cancer, other traumas that obviously strain the ER. So again, the healthcare infrastructure might be difficult. And this was the other thing. If COVID was so bad, why were they firing healthcare professionals, nurses and doctors and people when you needed them the most? Because they didn't take a vaccine. So you fire them. So all signs, if you're common sense, logic and reasonable, would say that, yes, this was a real thing, and yes, it did affect people, and yes, people were in the hospital from it, absolutely. And yes, people maybe even died from it, although we just heard earlier Dr. Burks and the inflated death rates where she said other countries, if you went in with, let's say, a pre-existing condition, heart attack or something, then that was your cause of death. But in America, if you went in with a heart attack or something and then contracted COVID, you died of COVID, The other thing that Forbes magazine talks about is the supply chains recovering. Well, since then, have they recovered? I mean, it mentions the inability to get a new car or major appliance that now Joe Biden and his administration is trying to get you to do away with. So you have to drive an electric vehicle. You can't now have a ceiling fan. You can't have a gas stove. 
But the basic goods and the supply chain, have they recovered enough? What about the healthcare supply chain and all the supplies and materials and things that they need? What about the drugs that are needed? I mean, we've seen time and time again, things like eggs. Remember, poultry wasn't producing. They thought maybe it was the feed from Perina or something, allegedly. So eggs, remember baby formula? Remember the shelves that were vacant of food in the grocery stores? Most recently, again, another run on toilet paper. I guess there's plenty of shelves in the uh, shelf space in the Bud Light cooler because nobody drinks that anymore. Well, what about things like children's Tylenol being in short supply? Now, again, some of this may have altered in the last six, seven months, but again, has it? I guess depending on where you live. And then what about if you're in Los Angeles and the crime spree that's going on? San Francisco, the crime spree that's going on. Aren't these people now going to go from Gucci bags to the necessities? Sure they will. They also talk about uh, we never have understood how to work with China. They recommend that we got to uh, collaborate with China on some of these things like COVID-19 and maybe how to combat it. But again, you know, China, they hoarded all the information. They lied about where it came from. So you can't trust them. So you can't work with them if you can't trust them. But the main takeaway from this article is this, okay? So you have a healthcare infrastructure. You have a regular infrastructure. Obviously, inflation, everything's more expensive. Just went to the store today. And the last couple days, kind of had to shop around because I went to one store, and I'm like, are you kidding me? This is $2 more today than it was two weeks ago. Go to the next store. Yep, yep, yep. Everything's going up. So you have all this other stuff, but the main thing is America is unhealthy. America is already among the unhealthiest and industrial of industrialized nations, and it's getting sicker. We lost 26 years worth of progress on life expectancy, according to a recent report due to COVID-19 and drug overdose deaths. Comorbidities increase the risk of death from both COVID-19 and other infections from COVID, like sepsis. Over 40% of the population is either overweight or obese. A decade ago, no state had an adult obesity rate over 35%. Today, 19 states do. Pandemic quarantine and isolation practices led to poor eating and exercise habits. Well, if you lived in L.A. or California, those gyms and exercise habits were, they were cut off from you. Couldn't do anything. Couldn't go outside. Threat of arrest if you went outside. And all this have contributed to weight gain. So, yeah, America is unhealthy. And that's the biggest thing. So we've done a podcast earlier where we talked about an education. Half the country is illiterate, can't read at grade level, can't do math at grade level. And we're unhealthy. So much so that over 40% is overweight or obese. So, again, I ask you. Will you comply with the lockdowns? Will you comply with the mandatory vaccinations? Or have you learned a lesson and you can use common sense? You're going to use reason and logic to make your next decisions. And then more importantly, have you learned that if you decide to take a course of action that you think is best for you and your family and somebody else takes an opposite perspective and course of action, are you going to accept that? Or are you going to wish them death, hope they get COVID and die? Can't tell you how many times that people tell me that. 
I hope you get COVID and die. Is that going to be your stance again this time, or did you learn? Because me not being vaccinated did nothing to you. That whole mandate that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated was completely false and a lie. It was a pandemic of a virus. And if you get sick and you just told me that I hope you get COVID and die. Seriously, am I supposed to have sympathy for you that you got it? Naturally, I would. That's the type of person I am. Just like I don't hold the Japanese today responsible for what their ancestors did nearly 80 plus years ago. But how am I going to have sympathy and empathy for somebody when you wish me death because I don't want to comply or conform to your ideology on something? So maybe, if anything, if this stuff does come down, maybe you should take a different approach because it was always this. The people that were kind of anti-vax, as they call them, anti-mask, it was like, you do you, do whatever you want. I don't care. You do you, and I'll do me. But on the other side, it was, you got to get vaccinated. you got to get masked. Wear your mask. You're the fault. I hope you get COVID and die. You're evil. So you that are going to be pro-lockdowns, masks, vaccines, are you going to change your ways? Or are you going to continue with that attitude? That's up to you. Jennifer Aniston. Do you know her? Friends? Some movies she's done? Quote, I'm so over cancel culture. The 54-year-old declared in a new interview. I'm so over cancel culture. I probably just got canceled by saying that. I just don't understand what it means. Is there no redemption? I don't know. I don't put everybody in the Harvey Weinstein basket as she closes out the quote. So again, talking about the cancel culture and some things that are going on. But now we've got the latest. The latest cancel culture. Sidewalk, carjacking old lady at a red light. Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool, act a fool if you like. Cuss out a cop, spit in his face. Stomp on the flag and light it up. Yeah, you think it's tough. Well, try that in a small town. See how far you make it down the road. Around here we take care of our own You cross that line It won't take long for you to find out I recommend you don't So Jason Aldean, try that in a small town One of the songs that they're trying to cancel If you've ever go to Nashville, Broadway It's lined with all these bars and stuff Places where aspiring artists will play I mean, it's up and down. It's like Bourbon Street in New Orleans, if you've ever been there. It's just a row of bars and clubs. Some of them are multi-floored so that you have one 
want to be in the bottom floor, the next one, the next one, different people playing. You can go up and down and listen to different people. I went into a few when I was there earlier this summer, and Jason Aldean's is actually one of the nicest. It's on the second floor. The one below it, which I think is like Tequila Cowboy, that was actually a pretty cool one too. Um, But anyways, not a plug, just a fact. Go to Jason Aldean's. So again, when it comes to music, apparently there's this thing out there where they wanted to cancel Fat Bottom Girls. Apparently there was... I think it's like Yodo or something. I don't even know what it is. But I checked it out, and it's kind of a novel thing. But the more you look into it, the more it's just like any type of cassette player, CD player, A-track that came along in time. So basically, there's this company out there, this family, I guess, that mom and dad or whatever, that developed this radio player. Okay, It's a radio player that then you can buy cards, they call them. They kind of look like... um, pop tarts really but you put it in the device and it will play whatever's on the device it has books or read the story um and that i guess was the the main idea behind it but now they're trying to get into the music world and it's designed for young kids to be responsible there's kind of some philosophy in the montessori where the montessori schools where you kind of have your young ones take responsibility and learn kind of control their learning and so this design was to help young kids have a radio that they can play and stuff, you know, that they can listen to and they take responsibility for it. And it's completely non-connected to the internet, no microphones, no um, cameras, nothing, completely disconnected to provide a safe atmosphere. And the cards and stuff cost like nine ninety nine and all this stuff. So again, it's kind of a novel idea. And I can understand and appreciate where they're coming from. And, again, I forget the name. I was going to look it up, but I kind of forgot to. But, again, it's a, it's a radio device, and you put these cards in. It's almost like an audio version of Viewmaster. If you remember what Viewmaster was, you had those little goggle things you put on, the little Viewmaster thing. You put the round card in, you click it, and you look at the different pictures. So it's kind of like an audio version of that where you put in a card, and it will play whatever is on the card, like a story, or in this case, now we're starting to get into music. And again, it's designed for young kids. Okay, so with that being said, they have a, a Kids Bop 2023, and then they have a um, Queen album. Again, I don't understand the concept of Queen to the young people, but they are, I think, from England, so maybe that's the connection. But whatever. So Fat Bottom Girls on their greatest hits on the card that you can buy for this device for your young kids. Which again, I don't know why kids are listening to Queen if you're four and five years old, but again, that's your choice. I like Queen, but again, four and five, probably not. And so on the Queen's greatest hits comes a song, Fat Bottom Girls. Well, they have taken that off because they think or they say that Fat Bottom Girls is a derogatory term for pleasantly plump. Okay, but Fat Bottom Girls, if you want to know the history again, you know, Queen, uh, the guitarist, Brian May, is the one that uh, wrote the song, and it's out on their greatest hits. But the song actually celebrates the narrator's attraction to curvier women, as they say. Now, if you remember, if you're old enough or if you're in the know, when the 45s came out, 45 was a small record, when the 45s came out, you had an A side and you had a B side. A side was usually the, the good song, and the B side was usually a throwaway song. Um, I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor was actually on the B side. 
And then some DJ in a club somewhere flipped it, played it, and it became a huge hit. But the B-side usually was just a song, whatever, that would try to tag on the the coattails of the A-side, which was the song. But when Queen came out with one, it was a dual-sided. It was Fat Bottom Girls and Bicycle Race, and both of them were kind of intertwined. So the release, so it was released as a double A-sided single with Bicycle Race, the songs ran together on the album. So you had Bicycle Race and Fat Bottom Girls back-to-back on the album, the full LP. And they were often played that way, kind of like if you played We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions. It was kind of similar, double A-side. And they're still usually played back-to-back, Fat Bottom Girls and Bicycle Race, together. Now, the offensive lyrics, if you call them that, uh, go something like this. Oh, I know you're going to take me home tonight, please, in quotes. Oh, down beside the red firelight. Oh, you're going to let it all hang out. Fat bottom girls, you make the rockin' world go round. Yeah, fat bottom girls, you make the rockin' world go round. And this actually, I take it back. I think this is actually lyrics from um, the bicycle race that they lead, leads into the bicycle race. Because then it says, get on your bikes and ride. Oh, yeah, yeah, them fat bottom girls, fat bottom girls, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ride them, come on, fat bottom girls, yes, yes, right. And then it goes into the bicycle race, okay? So you have the lyrics, and those are what they are. You can look them up for yourself. So fat bottom girls, curvier women, and apparently it's a song celebrating the narrator who is singing the song, in the song, Attraction to Curvier Women. Okay. So that's being canceled, supposedly. And then it became Jason Aldean's song, Try That in a Small Town. Well, remember back a few years ago when they tried to cancel Baby It's Cold Outside because they were saying that it was uh, misogynist, it was sexist, it was all this bad stuff. But at the same time, was it Cardi B's WAP was the number one song? Well, I was going to compare the lyrics, but I found a comedian to do it for us. So... Enjoy the comparison between Baby It's Cold Outside and WAP by Cardi B. And the one that really killed me was last Christmas, we canceled a song that was written in the 1940s called Baby It's Cold Outside. People said that they were triggered, that the lyrics were rapey, and they had toxic masculinity. And that's fine if you feel that way, but radio stations across the country wouldn't play the song because people were outraged. Which is fine if you feel that way, but at the exact same time, the number one song in this nation for over two months was Wet Ass. I'm not making that up. You can look it up. Google it. So I want to wrap up my show by comparing and contrasting the lyrics of these two songs. If indeed this country has lost its fucking mind, shall we? Let's start with the horribly offensive Christmas song written just after World War II. I really can't stay, baby, it's cold outside. I gotta go away, baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been so very nice. Yeah, you f with some wet Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet Beat it up, inward, extra large, extra hard. Put the right in your face, swipe your nose like a credit card. My mother will start to worry. Beautiful, what's your hurry? My father will be pacing the floor, listen to that fireplace roar, well maybe just half a drink more. Spit in my mouth. 
Look in my eyes. This is wet. Come take a dive. Talk your bite your lip, ask for a car while you ride that My sister will be suspicious. Gosh, your lips look delicious. My brother will be there at the door, waves on a tropical shore, well, maybe just a cigarette more. I don't want to spit, I want to gulp. I want to gag, I want to choke. I want you to touch that little dangly thing that's swinging the back of my throat. I submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, this country has lost its mind. Yeah, pretty much lost its mind. But if you really want to know the lyrics, again, that was a clean version that got beeped out most of it. But you get the sense that WAP was the number one song a couple years ago. And obviously the lyrics needed to be uh, beeped out in an edited version to be acceptable to play on the air against uh, Babies Cola. So what are we doing again in this country? You've got fat bottom girls that you're going to take off uh, some kids thing. But, yeah, you're going to promote a, a queen album to young kids okay do what you want i'm not gonna judge but i think it's again logic reason common sense none of that fits and then of course remember all the other things that uh they canceled what was it aunt jemima cream of wheat uncle ben's rice and remember the logo or the spokesperson i guess you could say was someone who was black and they canceled them and then mr potato head pepe le pew dr seuss I mean, now that's been a few years, a couple of years since the cancel culture did away with those. What do you think of that? Do you think back and now that you're out of that frenzy, do you think it's like, oh, yeah, maybe, you know, Mr. Potato Head because it was a mister, even though there was a missus, really? See, it's that mob mentality that we get where somebody starts something and everybody buys into it and all of a sudden we get this frenzy going on. But I wrap it up with those, uh, those lyrics. WAP, Cardi B against Baby It's Cold Outside. How lunacy. The lunacy of it all. How crazy people are. They want to cancel Baby It's Cold Outside. Again, a post-World War II song versus you can go look up the real lyrics to WAP. WAP for Cardi B. And you get complete vulgarity. But then again, we're living in a society where people are, they want drag queen for kids story time. They want child mutilation surgeries that they call sex reaffirming surgery. Spreading transgender ideology. So no longer do people care about kids. Kids are just a pawn. We're just a pawn in this political game, this activist game of these people trying to push ideology. And we've talked about it. Whether you're apologizing as an American because America almost 80 years ago dropped a couple of atomic bombs on Japan, which is horrific. But yet it was solely because of the actions that Japan took in bombing Pearl Harbor, unprovoked, December 7th, 1941 at 7.48 a.m., and then having the U.K. and Canada also sign off on it. So it became accepted because Hitler was looking to get an atomic bomb, so we had to counter that. And you know he would have used it if he had not killed himself and if he had indeed gotten a hold of one. So, again, there's always more to the story, and I always encourage you to do your own research and not just listen to mainstream media, not just get your news on Twitter, the most toxic place in the universe right now. One step above hell is Twitter, or X, as it's called now. But do your own research. Figure it out. Don't be sheep or sheeple, as the term came. Common sense, logic, and reason. 
and do your own research. This is Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast, encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom. Check out our website at RadioWarp.com. That's Radio, W-A-R-P, RadioWarp.com. You can click on the Two Steps Head Podcast logo, and all of our videos of the shows pop up. We do a video version and an audio version, so you can check them out on our Rumble page. Across the bar, or across the page, is like an orange bar. You click on that, it takes you to our SoundCloud, our audio page, so you can either watch them, or you can download them and take them with you on the go with the audio version. You can pretty much listen anywhere you listen to podcasts, so Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, iHeartMedia Podcasts, and so on. You can also just go, hey, Surrey, hey, Google, hey, Alexa, play TWO, Two Steps Head Podcast, and the show pops up. It comes on. You can hear it. Or you can just do an internet search of TWO, Two Steps Head Podcast, and we, uh, you can find us. Also on uh, Instagram at TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast. And then you can email the show at Two Steps Head Podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast at gmail.com. So again, as we wrap up the show, are you going to use common sense? Are you going to use reason? Are you going to use logic to kind of think about some things before you just blindly put something out there? Think about the overall effect that people might have when they read something that you put out there or when you make a decision or you try to do something or you're just going to blindly go out there and do whatever it is that you want to do. I guess that's up to you and a question that you'll have to decide. This is Two Steps Ahead Podcast, encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom. Hey, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend. And until next time, God bless. See how far you make it there.